It's the Bob McCallum Podcast, and it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. It's Perkins and Elliott, a look <laughs> at the Baseball Hall of Fame. When we come back after I, these messages. I got my ballot ready. You got yours, Bob? Yep. Okay, man. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. McCallum and Shannon uh, back with you. It must be Hall of Fame time because here are our two experts. <laughs> uh, Dave Perkins and Bob Elliott, experienced experts, longtime Hall of Famers. How long have you guys been uh, doing the ballot? I think it was uh, the first year was uh, the year Ferguson Jenkins was elected. Yeah. 1991, I don't know. This is, I think this is 27 for me. So. Does, does it get old? Very old. Just like the rest of us, you know. <laughs> then do you get lo- do you get lobbied, Perk? Do people phone you and say vote for my friend or vote no, for me? Not anymore. There was a little bit of that, but uh, not not very much. I would say uh, significantly. It's it's certainly not an issue. Uh, the only kind of heavy duty lobbying I've seen was was when the whole. Uh, Clemens uh, Bond steroid stuff started, and Joe, the late Joe Morgan, started sending out letters. And that was what Bob about five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, and a Anti, few guys sent out letters. letters then. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of the and that and that really, you know, the, that was not uh, vote for this guy, vote for that guy. It was Joe Morgan saying, "Well, I think this." Oh, so, yeah. yeah, basically. So tell me what, just since you mentioned that, what's your position on steroid use? Did you vote, you voted for guys? Uh, yeah, Elliot I voted for first? Clemens and Bonds for 10 years. Yeah. I voted for them both. And uh, hopefully we're going to get to the real reason you called, Robert. <laughs> Which was? You finally called. And I, I know what the problem was. We got the ball in too deep against the Belgians. And uh, playing plan those other guys, I think we really shouldn't have upset the Croatians like that. So that's really? a rookie post mistake. That's just, that's just my two cents on the soccer. I tell you, I tell you what. Ever since ever since Elliot won the under sixteen, the uh, the Ontario Baseball Association under sixteen, he thinks he can coach any sport now. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, so I disagree with both of you idiots. Uh, neither one, neither uh, one. The soccer or the baseball? Oh, the baseball. Uh, okay. Just... <laughs> none of them should be in. They're a bunch of cheaters. Uh, in any event. So a... so Alex Rodriguez shouldn't be in? No. And he no, won't be. I wouldn't vote for him. Um, 
on on on, oh, wait, on his career or on the steroids? Yeah. Well, he was suspended for a year and a half, wasn't he? Yeah. So I mean, those I mean, Bonds wasn't, Clemens wasn't. So you're going to take baseball's authority as the well? He's such a great guide? guy. He sued Michael Weiner, the head of the union. He sued the union. He sued the Yankees. He sued everybody, and then he backed off. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, but Michael you're, Wiener you're, dying of cancer at the you're, time. You're a Hall of Fame voter. You're not supposed to be an a hole, you know, and 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 take these things the way you know you not are. You apparently to are. Be. Yeah, not supposed, supposed to be. Supposed to be. So, <laughs> but but if you, I, I I guess I I don't quite understand if you vote for Bonds and you vote for Clemens, how you can't vote for a Rod. I don't. I don't understand that. Other than, other than, one of them, one of them paid the price, and the other two didn't. Well, the others weren't found guilty, John. Oh, you're of the innocent until proven guilty theory. Well, I'm not Detective Columbo here. <laughs> but one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Hall of Fame. They say they don't want to. They don't want to give out any guidelines. They say you guys. You writers, uh, do what you want. Whatever. There's never been a guideline on any of these guys. Is that Rick good or bad? From, well, I think it's bad. Uh, Rick Thielander from the uh, Chicago. Which one, Perk? I don't know. Chicago writer. Sometimes, I think. Yeah. I think. He, <clears throat> specifically, one year, he asked for guidelines. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll get back to you. And then they never did. Yeah. You know, like, well, I, I, I did about 10 years ago. I said. Yeah. Which way do you want to go on this? And and they went hamana hamana hamana. You know, they gave us the Jackie Gleason. So they didn't want to do it. So but, it, but it's so much easier to let us take the heat every year. You know that. It's I guess. And but, now but and the, now the heat goes to the to the veterans committee because they got to deal with Clemens and Bonds, right. and we don't. So. And are they going to let them in? Do you think? No, I don't think. You don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think they let they let them in. And I wonder about Shelling. I, I think that's the next thing. I think they might put Fred McGriff in. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's been a lot of support for for Fred McGriff, and I, I that comes. I think it's Monday, right? Uh, I, I think it's possible they give it to McGriff, and I think a lot of these Hall of Fame guys are going like this about the steroids. They don't want. They don't want these guys in. They don't want Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, all of them. They don't want them in. So, I mean, well, McGuire's been to the Hall of Fame committee, right? Like, like the the what do they call it, Bob? The Veterans, uh, yeah. The the Happy Days committee. I don't know. Yeah. But McGuire's already been there and fell short. So. Yeah. So if McGriff gets in as a veteran. Is the is the ceremony similar, or is there a ceremony? Oh, what yeah. happens? Yeah, same Kong day, same thing. Right? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more guys have been put in by the veterans committees, plural, than by the writers. Okay. Yeah. Like there's 225 guys in the Hall of Fame, I'll say, and it's like 125 to 100 or 120 to 105, something like that, for the veterans committee. So the more guys have been put in there. And some of them had to be. The, the Negro League guys, uh, executives, umpires, blah, blah, blah. Like the writers have only been allowed to vote for uh, players in a specific category, right? 
Right. Uh, retired five years. They were 10 year guys. They were blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to. The, the, reason, the reason I don't think Bonds and Clements will get in from, from this, this group. Um, I remember being on a bus when I think it was uh, 1999, and Jim Bunning yells at me, uh, What paper do you write for? So I said, Well, I work, for, work at a tabloid. And he says, I don't care about that. He says, are you left wing or right wing? Bunning was right wing, of course. I said, James, I said, we're so far right wing, we only write about right fielders. So Marichelle was sitting over here and he laughed and Gilbert Perry was sitting over here and he laughed. And Bunning says, let me tell you one thing, Wiseacre. He says, uh, he says you guys, you dumb writers put in any of those uh, steroid guys and they won't, you'll be riding on an empty bus. We won't we won't be showing up. And I looked at Marichelle and he was scowl, scowling, and so was Gaylord Perry. So that seemed to be the preeminent thing. The only thing I would notice on this committee, uh, McGriff's got two guys that he played with, Chipper Jones and Maddox. Right. And uh, it, it seems to be, I would say, Perk, a younger group of Hall of Famers, like Morris is yep. a little bit older, but correct. Um, there, there isn't like a Johnny Bench on there or a David, uh, right. Ozzie Smith or, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly possible. It, I don't know if they're, they'd be more forgiving, but those older guys were not. I, did you vote for McGriff all those years? Uh, yes, when there was a room, yeah. 493 home runs, he never had a pimple, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You're saying you did not vote for him, Perk? No, I, I didn't. I did not. I thought it was it was borderline, but I would have no issue. I mean, there's there's lots of guys in the Hall of Fame I didn't vote for, so I, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with it. Uh, majority rules, you know what I mean? If if these guys think it's right, I think he was right there on the on the edge of it. And, so know. so in the time that you guys have voted, has the criteria changed? Do you think? Or the expectation, or the or the or the the line. Change? I think it certainly has with pitchers. Hasn't I wasn't it? asking you; you weren't voting. <laughs> yeah, but I I I. It's my yeah, podcast. He's the smartest I can, I can one of the four. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> sure. You know, it's definitely changed with pitching. Yeah. Definitely, you know what yeah. I mean. Like uh, two hundred wins is is the old three hundred wins. Right? It is. Yep. It, I mean, basically. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I don't know about you, Bob, but for, I would say seven years, I I didn't vote for Blylevin. Right. And I looked at the numbers every year and he was kind of the last guy I didn't vote for, you yeah. know, in a lot of years. And then one year when there was very few guys on the thing, I, I really looked harder at Blylevin and his numbers didn't change, but my perception of his numbers changed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like he had, I think, 60 career shutouts. And for the longest time, you know, we grew up in the area, uh, era of Bob Gibson and Jim Palmer and, and, and guys who threw shutouts. Right. And then, and then as the game went along, throw a shutout, hell, nobody goes seven innings. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, five. everything yeah. changed, everything changed. And, and, and Bly Levin's basic numbers I wouldn't say they got better, but my perception of them got better. And yeah. and finally, I went on and I, I said, hell, he, he, if I don't put this guy in, when am I ever going to vote for another pitcher? Yeah. 
and and that's the way I went. And I and I put them on my ballot for the last three four years. Like it took me three four years to put Reigns on, right? And Reigns is kind of you think of Tim Reigns, he was the old style statistics, right? Run scored, steals, things like that. Yeah. It, it wasn't the, the kind of the new metrics, the new, you know, which, oh, we can't steal a base. Oh, my God, we, we can't do that. But but his numbers didn't change, but the appreciation of them changed, to me anyway. And that's why it, after a couple of years, I put him on and kept him on, and then he, he got in. As, not because of me, but just because a yeah. lot of people, I guess, thought like me. We had a guy in California, a Sabre guy, campaigning for him. And, uh, you and know, Jordan he, Carey. well, that was range. Excuse me. I'm at, I'm at by 11, but oh, by uh, 11, sorry. Yeah. By 11, I had this guy in California and, uh, it was like, I argued with him for three or four emails and finally he won all the arguments. So on uh, by yeah. 11, so I, I, I changed, uh, I voted for him like, I don't know, the last three years or whatever. Yeah. So when I, I was, that. you know, when I was younger and first started paying attention to the hall of fame, it was 300 wins for a pitcher. That's yep. how you got in. Right. Almost didn't matter how many games you lost. Almost didn't matter what your ERA was. If you won 300, you were in. Sure. What's, is that number 200 now, guys? Well, it, what it, is that number? Maybe. I, I don't know. It's It's got to be 200 with a lot of other stuff. You, you, you got to have some, some ERA behind it. You, you oh, need to have 206. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. You need to have some dominance in your career, yeah. right? Some dominant times in your career. Uh, I mean, that's what we're looking for now is, is, is everything's peer relationship, right? How good was he compared to his peers? Yeah. Not compared to Christy Matthewson or, or, or Warren Spahn. How good was he compared to his peers? Yeah, I guess so. So well, I have- it's impossible not to compare the careers of today's players with the careers of yesterday's players statistically. It's impossible not to do that. Yeah, but and there's no comparison. There is no comparison, is no. there? No. I mean, if we're talking complete games, there isn't. Well, I guess that is really Innings. where the <laughs> Innings pitched is a Innings. totally different animal in 2022 than it is yeah. when you guys sure. started voting. Oh, my God. We had- 300 innings, Dave Steve, 270 innings every year. Yeah. And and we never thought it was remarkable. Oh. We thought that's what a good pitcher does. Yeah. Right? Yep, exactly. That's now it's 192 said, yeah. innings, you know, 190, 200. If a guy throws 200 innings now, uh, we got to call him his own ambulance because <laughs> he might he might be a tired boy, you know. So <laughs> I'm ready to I had a guy who knows baseball two years ago, he emailed me and he said, who is better Ryu or Jimmy key. So I looked it up. Jimmy key made, uh, I, I forget. It was either 10 seasons of, uh, 30 starts or more and, uh, 11 seasons of more than 200 innings. Right. Ryu has never made 200 innings right. and he right. had 30 starts once. I said, right. there's no comparison. None Jimmy whatsoever. Key laps him. Sure. And Jimmy Key's not a Hall of Famer. Not that that was a discussion. But no, 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 of course. He was, a, he was having some success at the time. And the guy, the guy said, well, he's got to be better than Jimmy Key. Well, no, he wasn't. Well, 
I mean, this is this is like the people who who sat for four years and told you Kobe Rasmus was a better center fielder than Devon White. Oh my God, give your head a shake. That's that's called recency bias. We we've we've uh, well, sure. that recency bias, uh, Perk. That's what we call it now. So, but here's the problem: the people who who think this, who who have no you know, no uh, frame of reference like like those of us have been around, they firmly believe it. They believe, oh, this, you know, because they hear some nippet on TV saying how wonderful a guy is. They they think he is good. Yeah. You know, they think he's better than the guys that came before. So it's. I have a good Devon White one. So in 2015, you know, they get to Lewiski and they get Price and they, like, I don't know, one-sixth of their roster, one-fifth of their roster. They yeah. turn it over at the deadline. They're playing, like, 600, 700 balls. So they go from being, like, they're anointed the best team in the league. They're anointed the best team in Blue Jays' right. history. They're anointed the future World Series champion. Yeah, so, like this year, yeah. Yeah. So the office <laughs> says, uh, can you get somebody to comment on this, make a comparison? So Cito was in town. I asked him, no, no, I'm not touching that. I had three or four other guys. Anyways, Devon White sits down and he starts to talk and then he starts to dance with his answers and he stands up and it's right at that break perk in the, in the old press box where you could see center field. Yeah. So he says, come here. He says, you see those banners up there, 92 and 93? As soon as they get back-to-back -back World Series banners, I'll be happy to sit down with you and discuss every position. <laughs> Side exactly. one by each, you know. Right. Well, you know, it's funny. It, I mean, I, I'm off topic here, but you mentioned Jimmy Key, and I can remember Jimmy Key sitting down, and Jimmy Key said, "You know, when I come up and I I throw a pitch, he say, some of our center fielders, he said, if I threw the wrong pitch, he said, and I saw a line drive go back up over my head, Key said." I go over to back up third base because I know it's a triple. And he said the first game he pitched in spring training after they traded for Devon White, he throws an outside fastball. A guy hits an absolute rope up over his head. And Key goes, well, here we go again. And he runs over to back up third base and he turns around. And there's Devo in center field patting his glove. And Key said, that's when I became a major league pitcher. When I realized... I could use both sides of the plate and I could leave one out there and it would be coming out. It wasn't going to be a triple. It would now be coming out. And they, and this was, you know, 87 or eight when he was just a kid coming in, but yeah. I always remembered, I always remembered what he said about that. Uh, wow. You know, here was the moment when all of a sudden I realized I could, I could be successful here because I got eight guys behind me and one of them is this guy. Okay, did so we, did so we underrate him uh, at the time? Let me ask you guys, Devo. Did well, we I, know how good he really was? I think so. I, I, I think, think we, we appreciated it. I think we appreciate. I don't think we, we underrated him as defense, but uh, no. the complete player, I think we did. I mean, yeah. you know, he was uh, the year before they got him, he was a AAA Edmonton. Doug Raider right. had a fight with Raider him. Raider hated him, right? Yeah, because he struck out too much. He got here, and they right. just said, "Do whatever you want, you know, yeah. walks, strike out, whatever." He'd get what twenty-five home runs a year, you know, probably. 
but it, I mean, he he made all the difference. And and I mean, they they could go with other with corner outfielders because this guy was so good. So to to get us back a, a little bit back on topic, uh, yeah. but it's something that uh, that that White brought up with with uh, with Bob. Um, when you're creating a list of things that you think makes a Hall of Famer, where do you put championships in? Or is this completely an individual award, Bob Elliott? Um, I think I think uh, for somebody like uh, Verlander, that I mean, he's got lots of credentials, but hmm, that's that's good too. He's won in the postseason. Um, I don't I don't think that uh, you know it's not a it's not a one man game. It's not like the the quarterback of the Tampa Bay's or the or the the big, uh, the big sh shooting three guard or whatever he's called, the three pointer for the for the, that guy, yeah, the Vegas uh, running rebels. It's not you got to uh, uh, you have to remember it's a team game, right? And, uh, so I think it helps. It, it can help a guy, but it, it's not. It doesn't like uh, flip him like Morris. Jack Morris won. He won with Detroit. He won here twice. One with Minnesota. Uh, one with Minnesota too. Yeah, and uh, one of the greatest games I've ever seen: ten innings scoreless, and uh, bases loaded, nobody out, and he gets out of it about the sixth or seventh. And he didn't get in until uh, on the ten years on the Riders. Did that? I thought of this perk earlier. Bly Levin retired. His numbers got better and better and better. Morris retired. His numbers got worse and worse and worse. Right. I, and I voted for him every year. I, I think he was a 15-year guy, too. You know, so, uh, Bob, if, uh, right. uh, and John, if, if I may, here's the ballot, okay? There's the Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah. Here are the voting rules. Could I read you voting rule number five? Sure. Okay? Please. Voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character and, and contribution to the teams on which the player played. That's it. That's what voting is based on. Sportsmanship, integrity, character, contribution to the teams on which the player played. So, yeah. yes, we are instructed to include their contributions to a team, team success. Players. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no criteria that suggests that you at winning a championship means that you are a better player, and it shouldn't. No. But it's yeah. but it's, it's a, but it's, it's team sport. It's another factor, right? And I, there are twenty factors for every player I look at, and and one of them might be PEDs, and one of them might be rings won, and one of them might be home runs hit, and one of them might be does he want to have the writers assassinated you know what i mean like there are several criteria and they We're, and and every formula is different for every guy this is what i i don't i don't think it's it's an open and shut he had 498 home runs so therefore he's in or yeah. he had this and, and therefore he's he, i get it it's not enough there's a it's a different formula for every guy and now i gotta sit down i look at this year's this year's ballot and I look at all the first-year guys, good, solid ball players, good, solid ball players around for 10 years. 
Mike Napoli's and, and Jacoby Ellsbury's and, and good players like that. And the only guy I think I have to look down and look at is Beltran, Carlos Beltran. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to sit down and parse his numbers and think of my own memories of Carlos Beltran and look up numbers on Carlos Beltran and look up what people said and wrote and thought about Carlos Beltran. And that'll be, but he's kind of the only guy I think this year, but well, it's I a want, different formula for every guy. I wanted to get to that, but let's take a break first. Uh, we'll take uh, some time out and come back with uh, the boys, Perkins and Elliot after this. And now a word from our sponsor, better help. These days, more athletes are speaking out about the importance of mental health. But you don't have to be in the pros to take care of your mental well-being and being focused and in the zone. Therapy is the best way to stay in peak mental shape. We've all seen firsthand the benefits of unloading the stress, of working through the emotional healing, and dealing with anxiety and depression. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, and online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. When you're ready to feel at the top of your game, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash bobcast today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash bobcast. Well, Callan and Shannon with you, uh, Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott are with us. It's Hall of Fame time in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, I forget where we. Oh, I know where we were. We're, we're oh. gonna do, we're gonna do a ballot now. We're gonna build a ballot. Well, here's the thing: there are a lot of years where it's maybe tough. To, you, you're allowed ten, right, on Correct. your ballot? Yeah. Um, there are probably a few years where you could do more than ten. You have to think about who number ten is. Yep. Do you have to think about who number two is this year? Uh, I, I, I don't got, think I could, I couldn't come up with 10 guys I think should be in the hall of fame. I got a couple of carryovers, so, uh, that's fine. And, and then, like I say, I got, I got to look at Beltran. I, I'm not so sure. I got to look at Johnny Peralta and R.A. Dickey and you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But this is, Beltran, a, this is, these votes to me are for the most part, a hall of very good today. Not a hall of fame. It's all a very good. There's well, Beltran's the only guy for me that, that, that you may vote for. And uh, I don't I don't even know that I would. What about you, Elliot? Uh, with that baggage, the organizer, uh, according to most, like they did, the commissioners did the big report on the Houston scandal. There was one player named. It was Beltran. I know. Yeah, right. he, he had the Mets job. They, they banged him. They you know. him. Right. So that's all part of the formula that I'll, I, we're going to look at. Yeah. Right. Rodriguez is at 34, got 34% last year. Who's voting for him? Either of you? I vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a steroid guy. You, you're probably on them yourself. That's probably why you vote for him. I, I hope so. <laughs> Gee, that would give me something to brag about, you know, it just, <laughs> Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the left. Like a bunch of guys that got cleared off last year, right? Ortiz yeah, won. Lots of votes. Clemens went, ran out of space. Bonds ran out of space. Schilling ran out of space. I think the ranking guy was Roland. Scott Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think he's the top guy. And then it might have been uh, Billy Wagner. 
Yeah, Todd Helton, and, I think. Oh, is it Helton? Okay. Helton was up there. Andrew Jones, Helton. There's three or four others, but but and then you drop way down to the Sheffields and Rodriguez are the guys who aren't that close. But they're not close now, but they could be, you know. I mean, Larry Walker had what 14% one year, and he ended up yeah. getting watered in. So it's possible. What about Jeff Kent? I vote for him. Yeah, I never well, did. But- Better, I mean, to find me a second baseman with better offensive numbers. I mean, he wasn't Alomar in the field, but uh, man, he he had numbers. I think he was it Hornsby. I think was the be- had the best, uh, or, or uh, who was it? Morgan. Hornsby. I think Morgan. he got better than Mo- Joe Morgan. I think oh. this is Kent's final year in the ballot. It right? is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So well, let me ask you this because I used to I I used to hear when I was a young boy that Jeff Kent was a jerk. Does does that does that affect any of any balloting or voting at any time with you was with, he with the writers to his teammates or was he a jerk to the media? I think that's the question well, you want to ask. It, it didn't hurt Eddie Murray. It didn't hurt Steve Carlton. I, I think we should forget that this line of question. Okay, right? Uh, like it, he was a bit. Uh... Difficult. What's the word? Uh, he was a little Californian, you know, like snippy, and he'd interject. I'm, I'm on the Winfield's first year workout day in Detroit. I'm talking to Winfield on a stool, and because he was, there was some doubt whether he would play. He pulled a hamstring or something. So there's just the two of us, and Kent's about four rows down, four seats, stools down. He keeps interjecting, right? So Winfield says, Come on, let's go to the other side. I said, Okay. So we go to the side and uh, he says, who is that guy anyways? Because, you know, like on, on Monday at spring training, Winfield's there. On Tuesday, he's not there. And, you know, they, they, he says, why is he always like that? I said, I don't know. He's a rookie. I said, he says, man, you guys got to shut him up. I said, you got to shut him up. <laughs> but yes, he was a German. Yes, I'm voting for him. <clears throat> okay. A guy I might give a vote to, there's one guy I might give a vote to who's coming near the end of his eligibility, and that's uh, Gary Sheffield. How do you feel about him? I think he's around 50% right now. Close. Close. Don't you have to think about him at least? Yeah. Think about him every year. Yeah, yeah. He's close. I I put him up there kind of with McGriff, probably a little behind McGriff for me, but close. I mean, it, it, the one thing I don't want to—I don't want to knock anybody. It is a terrific career and everything. But what the guy play for ten teams, eight teams? You know what I mean? Like, like how many Hall of Famers play for get traded all that much, bounce around all that much? It, well, that's I mean, one it of may the mean he's an asshole, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad ball player. I, mean, I no, he's, he's a terrific player. But you know, I'm a small hall guy, so you know it. it so you, you will you better? will you will you vote will you put more less than ten on your ballot then Dave? Always, well, not always. I mean, there, uh, the the most I ever had was fourteen. Uh, I had fourteen guys I wanted to vote for uh, for a couple of years, about ten years ago, and I had to bounce three or four guys, and 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 I and I did have ten guys in my ballot. I would say three years in a row, and I'm trying to remember. I could look it up and tell you, but. Uh, you know, there was a glut there, you know, for yeah, there was. There, there was four guys group. were getting in, you know? Yeah. What about you, Elliot? Do you always, always put 10 on? Uh, I think last year I was at six. 
Oh, really? I, have, I haven't even, out here in the wilds of the hinterlands of Ontario, I haven't even received my ballot yet. For, oh, really? Could you deliver? I got, I, I got mine yesterday, so. Yeah, one of the other guys, and maybe it's again, it's it's my level of recency bias. A guy who I always thought pitched well and pitched and pitched in big games for the Yankees, but he was touched by steroids. Was Andy Pettit? And Pettit's still on the ballot. Is is he or his numbers just not good enough long term? Um, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him. I uh, he he. He was very good, but uh, I mean, and he had some big, big wins for them in the in the postseason. But I mean, how many how many years was he their number one? I mean, they had Musina ahead of him. I think they had. Uh, they, I don't. I don't. I never thought of. Man, this is a stud. Okay, like, no, I, I it, it, it's it's a fair comment. I, but yeah, he was he, he was he was he was at a time when the Yankees were so dominant. So you paid yeah. attention more to more of those Yankee players, right? Yeah, yeah. I tend to agree with you, Shani. I he, he's a guy that I kind of wanted to be a Hall of Famer, yeah. but he just I agree with the other guys, the real voters. He just wasn't quite good enough. But I, but I mean, they had terrific staffs. They had they had Clemens. They had. El Duque, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they had real good staffs and real good postseason staffs. And of course, they had the bullpen with Nelson and Mariano. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, you know, he was a he was a terrific pitcher, a good pitcher. But, you know, once again, this is Hall of Fame. This is not the Hall of, as you said, John, not the Hall of the very, very good. Yeah. and But I look at this ballot with these names on it, and I, and I see a Hall of very good right now. And I, I just, yeah. you know, that to me, is, and that's not a knock at all. These guys have brilliant careers, made a lot of money, won championships. Yeah. It's just, to me, there's, there's nobody that jumps out and says, man, I, he, it's a robbery that he's in the hall of fame that he's not in the hall of fame. Yeah. And that's why I think the system is so good. There's 500 of us or 440 of us voting and you need 75%. There, there's, there's not much question when a guy makes that standard right yeah well i got think friend. roland belongs who like roland roland could scott roland could backhand a ball wind up in foul territory he could dive to his left he could charge a ball and you look over and the first baseman was a strike strike so it didn't matter from where he threw yeah like how how mccray told me once he says i played he said i played against mike schmidt and he says this guy's better than mike schmidt the spring, the spring training that they got him, and because uh, he was a coach for the Phillies, yeah. I would say best third base arm I ever saw was Roland. Yeah, yeah. that I saw. But but how much how much of the decision is made on defense, and how much is made on a statistical analysis like offense, which you can write Over. down on a piece of paper, right? Exactly. Well, if Omar Vizquel gets in, he gets in on defense. Aparicio yeah. didn't get I in, agree. right? Aparicio got in on his reputation defensively, so yeah. it it has happened. Okay, so but but for me, I mean, do do you see these rules changing? I mean, are we? I mean, I hate to bring the name up, but does is Pete Rose ever going to get on the ballot at any point? I I saw an interview with Rob Manfred about a month ago saying it's up to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but then he admitted he's a member of the Hall of Fame board. So, yep. It's 
I can promise you, I've said this before, exactly what will happen. Pete Rose will get in long after he's dead. They absolutely hate him. They hate everything about him. And they do not want him sitting there autographing 10,000 baseballs saying Pete Rose, HOF. can promise you that. It'll happen long after he's dead when he can't cash in on. Elliot, you agree? Knowing Pete, he's probably got a half a warehouse full of them anyway. Uh, I agree with that, yeah. He has, uh, I mean, Faye Vincent basically accused him of killing Giamatti, you know, because right. of they had the investigation and Giamatti had a heart attack and passed, which was terribly unfortunate. He was a good man, but I mean, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't think he killed anybody. I mean, give me a break. I mean, he, what he did was completely wrong, but uh, anyways, it just, it just moved on down the line from to Selig to Manfred. You know. Yeah. And, and listen, the home run leader isn't going to be in the hall of fame. The hit leader isn't going to be in the hall of fame. Clemens, you can say is the greatest pitcher of all time. He isn't going to be in the hall of fame. Uh, so what the hell, you know, nobody seems to miss them. You know, it, it, they open and show off the bats and balls anyway. Yeah. All that is true, except that Pete Rose is prohibited from being nominated essentially because of gambling. On the ballot, right. And baseball is totally in bed with gambling now. Absolutely. Not, even, not only in bed, Robert, like DraftKings, they own 25%. Yeah. There you go. And you, yeah. know what the, you know what the B and MLB stands for? Betting? No. Betting. <laughs> oh. well, I, mean, yeah, I mean, here's Jim Potomac, the nicest man in the world. They got him on there and they're saying, Jim, uh, Fernando Tatis, is he going to get three and a half? Is he going to get the over or under on three and a half total bases tonight? And poor Jim Tomey's going, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I bet you he's never placed a bet in his life. It's, it's unbelievable the way gambling, all the sports, has just you know, 10 years ago, it didn't exist. We couldn't mention it. You, you know, Al Michaels was the only guy on TV ever even mentioned a point spread. Oh, my God. And now, like Bob says, all the analysts are in there saying, well, uh, that looks like a double coming, you know, blah, blah, blah. To the point that the official scorer has to notify if the official scorer says hit or error or whatever, two base hit or error left field, whatever. He can't just announce it. He has to call MLB, which relays the information to Las Vegas, or not the Las Vegas, but to the betting world, right? saying it's going to be a double in Toronto. It's not going to be an E7 or whatever. And then, and then he says E7 or what, you know, like it's craziness. Like, like the official scorer has to, because they're worried the official scorer is going to make bets and that, like, it's it's insane what's going and meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, Perk, you remember like 84, Boy Coon, uh, they had Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. They were greeters in Atlantic City. All they do is show up to three or four golf tournaments and say, play, play hey, Bob McGowan, welcome to the whatever yeah. casino it was. They <laughs> Coon banned them both, and then you the brought them. The players in the 50s and 60s, uh, yeah, they were banned because they were worked for a casino as a greeter. 
Now you, got, now you got McDavid. I saw a commercial the other day uh, from Connor McDavid's doing. Yeah. I've seen Gretzky. Well, Gretzky's retired, but I've seen other active guys. I don't know. Well, but you're going to, I'm sure you're doing a show on this, but you tell me why the sainted Wayne Gretzky can't do a, a commercial for cigarettes, can't do a commercial for alcohol, can't do a commercial for all kinds of things, but he can do a commercial for betting. Well, we only know we know the reason why, don't we? Because the leagues why. are in bed with them. Correct. And I've said this for years that that was the oh. prince. That is the principal reason why professional sports is anti-gambling is because there's nothing in for them. And now there is. Well, and, and now and there that, is, and, and, and so the other, it's the other all people, okay. The other people that are in bed with them that have, have turned it is is the governments have obviously agreed that sure. they're in bed with them too. There, there's pretty good tax dollars to be made, correct? Well, not really. It's 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 like everything else. You know, the government gets a monopoly of marijuana and loses $100 million. You know what I mean? Any 17-year-old dope dealer in high school knows understands economics better than the government. We know that, <laughs> right? Oh, we, like, what? <laughs> We have made. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I gotta. I gotta tell you, boys. This is one of the great. We have made such a right turn on this in this Hall of Fame conversation. It's great, but, but, but you know, but the government just all it does is screw it up. Every time I sign on now to my account, I've been betting for since Christ was a small child. I, every time I sit on now, I have to swear to them that I'm not under the influence of alcohol. I'm not a bit, and then I have to make sure I download the app to prove that I'm in Ontario. It's just, it's insane. This stuff, the this stuff. Once government gets involved in something, all they do is screw it up. I'm sorry, it's it's all screwed up. <laughs> That's my two cents. <laughs> our, our principal sponsor, I'm sure, will be pleased to hear that. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> can we get back to Can we get back to the Hall of Fame for a second? Well, that was that was one of the great. That was one of the great right turns of all time. It's Perfect. A segue. Come on. <laughs> uh, Francisco Rodriguez, 400 and what, 31 saves. How do we calculate saves for a reliever? Because there almost isn't another statistic for them. You know, you know what I mean? You can look at, at a starting pitcher and, and talk about wins, starts. Well, you, you can look at ERA or strikeouts, I guess, for innings. But, I uh, guess you can. But, but it, the, the, I would say, I don't know if you agree with me, Perk, but I would say the biggest problem the voters have is what to do with a reliever. Yeah. Like, how long was, like, like Mariano, Mariano Rivera, boom. He's a no-brainer no first year. And the San Diego guy, he's the second guy. And at least Smith took 100 years Suter, to get in. Yeah, Suter. Yeah, Gossett. There's a few Gossett. guys. Fingers, Gossett, Suter. Yeah. It's a few guys. But so, so where's Rodriguez as far as you guys are concerned? Doesn't make it. For me. I don't think so. Good nope. guy. I wish he was around here, but he doesn't make it for me. No. Nope. <laughs> you're making another right turn, Per. If you're saying he shouldn't be. Do you have a do you have a bar? Is there a bar for a reliever though? X nope. number of saves, like there is a starting pitcher? Nope. Number of, of wins? Not really. No. Not really. Not really. For any Hall of Famer, my first rule of thumb is the hot dog rule, right? It's tougher with pitchers. 
What's the hot dog? The hot dog rule. How many hot dogs Joe does he Blue, sell? Joe Blue. Joe Blue is coming up the next inning. I'm in the stands. Do I go uh, for a hot dog, or do I sit there and watch him hit? I never went for a hot dog when Reggie Jackson was coming up. Right? I never went for a hot dog when Mantle was coming up. I never went for a hot dog when Mays or Aaron or. Great right? players. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I do. When Fred McGriff was coming up next inning, God bless Freddie. I love him. Did I go for a hot dog? Maybe. Right? Really? That's yeah. the hot dog rule. Scott <laughs> Rowland's coming up next inning. Hey, get me mustard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, what if, he's, what if he's on third base and there's a and there's a right-handed hitter up? There's you go for a hot dog with Roland? No, but but but, but I know that's all part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know who the you know who the who are the great movie stars in history? They aren't the guys whose names you don't remember. Of course. Bogart and and these, you know what I mean? Like like it's it's right. That was the first guy I was gonna say. <laughs> and know the Hall of Famers in any field off the top of your head you know the unquestionable guys off the top of your head mariano rivera without a question hoffman yeah gossage Suter, bruce Suter, yeah. Suter for sure and then yeah. you get the k-rod and you go wait a minute let me think that right there to me is is your answer yeah see i'm going to start you know we're close to the end here but i'm going to finish it the way i asked the first question is i Alex Rodriguez is a guy I'm sitting there waiting to hit. Alex Rodriguez, I wanted to watch play baseball. Yeah, yeah. sure. He, he 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 passed the hot dog rule. And that's why I vote for him because... As, Except as, for that season, he was suspended. Well, yeah. then I got a lot of hot dogs. Because there's there's it's all part of the formula for me. The negatives, the positives. When they balance off, is it a yes or a no? For him, it's still a yes like it was for Bonds and for Clemens. And for Sosa, it's a no. And and for me, Bob Elliott, I, what I would say is that obviously baseball has forgiven him too. Because look at all the time he gets on Major League Baseball broadcasting now. If they really didn't like him, he wouldn't be there. If they really had a you know a a, a, a grudge against Alex Rodriguez suspension or not, that he wouldn't be on those broadcasts. Yeah, but this is a league that that let those cheaters cheat for a long period of time and knew they were cheating. I would say well, that's ESPN right. They is, were complicit in it. That's why I'm ESPN saying they let them in. Uh, forgiven him, and they really enjoyed it on the Sunday nights when he showed it up with showed up with somebody else. He's with, yeah. with, with Jennifer Lopez. With, with yeah. J Lo, it was good for ratings. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get my vote. Uh, in conclusion, really? in conclusion, guys, I think nobody gets in this year. What do you think? I think I think uh, the only one if I was going to bet you died coke guy, I would say Roland. Really? I think let me possible. let me put it this way: the over or under is is going to be one, or is it zero? I don't know. A half? No, no, what? Half. Think of your favorite half. literature here. It's a half. All right. So so one from your committee, and then how many from the veterans committee? Two. I think well, Griff will get in. There are several committees, so, uh, oh. you know. I, I can't like, keep track. With, yeah, I can't keep track either. And, and uh, you, you know, the, 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 I know one thing about this. We all know a guy who's on that committee, right? And he says there are 12 names on the list or eight names on the list, whatever it is. And there's 12 guys voting in the room. 
and every name that comes up every year, they say, well, Bob McCowan. And, and they go around the table and one guy says, yes, Bob McCowan. One guy says, no, Bob McCowan. And here's why, blah, 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 blah. He says, this time, when they put up Clemens, Bonds, probably Schilling, there's no argument whatsoever because everybody's already made up their mind, right? There's nobody going to go into that room and go, you know, I think they're right about him. I'm going to switch my vote. Not going to happen. Everybody's well, got the maybe, mind maybe. Everybody although, mind. although Perk, you know, the votes for those guys in the regular hall did change from year to year. So there were people who changed their minds because the voting body changes every year. That's right. There was yeah. all, the old farts right. like us were weeded out. The younger guys came in, right? The yeah. the people who only dwell with numbers and didn't have any personal experience with these guys. They were more inclined to vote for it. Maybe. I think. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that as an argument. Listen, we got to go. You've both been very good to, uh, uh, and very patient with us. And we thank you for that. We know what, uh, at this point in law in our lives, we become rather impatient. So we thank you for yours. <laughs> Not well, I, Robert. Last I checked, there was only one person in this panel that was impatient. <laughs> thank you. Everybody else has been very patient. Perk, Elliot, we love you. We'll see you soon. All right, we'll Robert. All right, John. We'll see talk, you to, talk to you in a short time. See you later. Right. Take a break. I'll be back in a minute. The world's greatest sporting event only rolls around every four years. And every four years, everyone becomes a soccer fan. That's right. Billions of eyes are about to fall upon 32 nations battling it out for soccer supremacy. The Men in Blazers podcast will once again be your guide to every incredible goal, every heartbreaking defeat, and every moment of human triumph. This is America's number one soccer podcast, bringing you expert analysis of every U.S. men's national game, and exclusive interviews from a slew of athletes and celebrity guests all month long. This is what the world will be talking about. This is the one podcast that makes soccer fun and entertaining for everyone. Follow Men in Blazers on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Well, our thanks to uh, Dave Perkins and uh, Bob Elliott for uh, being with us. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think they would mind us saying, but I, I love having those guys on, and um, I do think of the two guys from the Muppets. <laughs> I, I do think of, I, I do, I do think. Now, people could accuse us of being that too, Bob. So that's okay. Oh yes, but uh, but but uh, it, their names are Waldorf and Stadler. <laughs> Yeah. And I think when we put, I love, I love that. That Hall of Fame show is one of those things. We got to have it every year to have those two guys on and just wax. And then we, we actually, you and I went about 14 minutes without speaking in that Did we? segment because they were having a good time. I just, I just love what they do. So, uh, A couple of things here before we uh, bid you a fond to do. Um, Congratulations to Canada on their Davis Cup win. We we didn't yeah. mention it because it happened at the same time of the World Cup game. The soccer game, yeah. Yeah, and um that was kind of unfair to Canada and their and the the tennis guys. Well, uh but that's first time Canada's ever won Davis Cup, I think. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, it was it was an unbelievable uh 
It's See, quite extraordinary how how Canada has elevated themselves in so many sports over the last 10, 15, 20 years. We have more golfers now than we ever have had on the PGA Tour. Yep. They win reg quite regularly. We have good tennis players where we never had any. Um, women, and men, women, and men, women and men, Bob. Women and men. Women and men. The women have done a tremendous job in soccer. The men have now done gotten to a World Cup, which they hadn't done in a long time. Um, it's really interesting to see how all that has taken place. So we want to take a minute to congratulate the Davis Cup people. Well, and 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 when you think about our standing on the Olympic stage too, Bob, over the last same thing sixteen years, you know yeah. how things have ever. I mean, I go back all the way to Calgary, where we got bronze. That's what we got. We got a bronze. Yeah. That was it, Karen Percy. That was it. And, you know, now we have become a force, certainly on the winter stage. And uh, and our summer games, athletes have done a, a magnificent job as well. So it's, uh, I, I want, what what do you think the reason for that is? What, what I don't have a clue. Around? You know, I mean, that, that would be an interesting discussion. We, I think it speaks to the, the notion of success breeding success, almost in any sport. Perhaps. It's yeah, a, level of, a level of confidence. That it can be done. Yeah, the other and I thing think it translates. The, the other thing. The, the, uh, the other thing um, I would say is that it's New Canada too. When when you think of people who have immigrated here and brought their children here, uh, and their children get exposed to sports and it's great athletes. So it's some of some of that. Yeah. I think that when you look at a guy like Alfonso Davies and and his family that have come here when you look at all the the great track art uh, track uh, and field people that came from the from the caribbean and and contributed to canadian success there, well, there's there's a lot to be said about that uh, there is although i would say that, that is historically something that's been going on a long time in this country and it's only now rearing yeah. you know its head as being significant i don't know whether it is or it isn't yeah um hey, how, about, how about how about our buddy no how about our buddy kyle dubas yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the team goes down that Western swing and they're brutal and everybody says, fire the coach, fire the manager. Well, I think they're like, they're 11, one and one, something silly like that in their last 13 games. Uh, and reading today, now everybody's saying, well, Kyle doesn't have a contract. What are we going to do with Kyle? We need, Kyle needs a new contract. Kyle's a genius. Look what he's done on the defense. He's making chicken salad out of chicken something or other. This We got we can't lose Kyle. What is going to happen? I mean, but that's idiots. Stop reading them. <laughs> well, it is it, an interesting question, though, but I think it still comes down to what they do in the postseason. Totally. And, and you, want, so and you, you. still wonder, with, with the Maple Leafs, you still wonder if they're big enough and strong enough and yep. enough edge to get through at least the, uh, the first round of the playoffs. So uh, we got to go. We're out of time. We thank you for watching or listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Go ahead, everybody.